Welcome to the Ghosties Podcast. I'm Christina, a psychic medium. And I'm Missy, a medium in training. We are besties who look for ghosties. Join us as we go on our paranormal investigations, ghost hunting trips, and crossing over earthbound spirits along the way. This is Ghosties. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, everyone. To the scariest episode you'll ever hear. Not really. Maybe. I know, right? Seriously. This has been a situation. Should we put a disclaimer on this episode? Yes. Okay. Disclaimer, everyone. Just want to put this out here. Before you listen to this episode in its entirety, it would be our suggestion for you to just say a silent prayer to yourself, set the intention, ask your guides, your angels, your ancestors to surround you in protection and ask that no energy from this particular episode enter your space. Christina literally asked our guides to link arms around us and protect us. <laughs> yeah. And what are we talking about? Ouija board. The Ouija board. Yeah. Ouija board. You know, what's funny is I was looking up stories for the Ouija board and, um, someone on a thread was like, where would you even buy one of those? I'm like in the toy section at the game store. Yeah. Like that's what's crazy to me mm-hmm. that this is literally sold. Yep. And well, I don't know if it is anymore. I mean, it, it used to be in like Walmart in the toy section. It's still there. <clears throat> yeah. That's where I got my Ouija board was from Walmart. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Toys R Us, wherever, when they were still open. I don't have a Ouija board. Yeah. No. Do you, did you ever play with an Ouija board when you were younger? I did. I did too. Despite the warnings not to. Oh, yeah. It was at like one of my sleepovers at my house, of course. Oh, man. Um, I think I was in seventh grade and it was my first like big sleepover to where there was like, I don't know, there was a decent amount of us there. I think it was this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took it into my bathroom after my grandparents had gone to bed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> took it into the hall bathroom at Laverne's house. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if it really did anything or didn't. But we were talking to it, and apparently someone named Guy, G-H-U-I, which I had never heard of that name before, came through. Uh Guy Ramp, which was, like, really ridiculous. Uh And he told us how he had died and all this stuff. And, like, all of a sudden, the little, what is it? The planchet. The planchet. It flew off the board, and we all screamed and went running. But... Okay, so not only that, oh one of my gosh. friends peed herself. She was so scared. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we ran to the room. Of course, Laverne or Kenneth or not, or maybe both of them come out of the room like, what's going on here? <laughs> so later, some one of the friends said they had been messing with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. But like a week later, I took I took a bath. I'd never take baths then. I took showers. And my bathroom mirror was fogged up. When I got oh out, the, there was a G written in the fall. Fo- I'm not Stop getting a it. G. And it was a creepy looking G too. So why would anybody, you know, like I, no one did that when I was in there. Oh my gosh. So I don't know if some, the girl, I don't know if it was the girl that peed herself said she had been playing with it to like say it was a joke, but then why did she pee herself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She was all in her feelings. I don't blame her. I played with one um, in middle school. Um, I'd gone to like the sleepover at one of my girlfriend's houses back then. And um, 
she had one and I remember, I mean, there was a couple of us there, but only like three of us played the game. And I remember before we even really put our fingers on the planchette, it jerked back and Stop forth. It. And I was like, and now back then, like y'all, y'all didn't know me back then. Some of y'all probably did, but <laughs> we were Jesus lovers in church every Sunday, every Wednesday. When those doors were open, we were there. And my mom had told me for years, don't mess with an Ouija board. It, you know, demons, you know, attached to you through an Ouija board. So that was enough to scare me. So I watched. But then I played with it again years later as an adult with my adult roommate. And we scared ourselves the same way that See, time. See, that's why I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can do it. Yeah. I would do it again. But you were saying you read something about someone that believes... Oh, yeah. So when I first started working on my mediumship, um, I would gotten a whole bunch of books from uh, James Van Prague. And for those of you who don't know who he is, he's a super famous psychic medium. Um, really uh, reputable, in my opinion. Um, but he devoted like an entire chapter in one of his books to the Ouija board and how it's super misinterpreted. It's just a divination tool, just like every other divination tool. He said that he had never had any you know, negative experiences, but he is super intentional in terms of what he does before and during his sessions with the Ouija boards and after. He said that he sets an intention of who he's going to speak to beforehand. It's almost always one of his guides or like an angel. Um, he uh, cleanses the room before and after. Um, and he also, interestingly enough, fills bowls of water and puts them around the board. Huh. Um, he'll put like a symbol for every uh, one of the elements. So he'll put something for earth, oh, wow. something for water, something for air. So it, it's very interesting. And he was like, you know, I just go into it and say a prayer. Like, I only want to interact with love when I do this session. And he's like, I've never had any negative experiences. I mean, I would potentially try it. Mm-hmm. At your house. <laughs> <laughs> Not here. And I would sage the crap out of myself before I came home or whatever. Because I don't want to bring anything home to my boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would definitely do it again. It doesn't scare me. But I do have respect for the people that have had negative experiences. And there are a lot of them. So there is definitely something to the board that can bring forward both good and bad. So should we do like a live and do it during the day oh, at your house? We should. One day when I put the boys in daycare. Let's do it. I'm so down. I think there may be um, week after next. Cool. We may have like a Tuesday or Wednesday. We can do it. Okay. That I don't have any meetings. I am so down. And I'll come to you. Cool. For the first time in ever. I know, since Logan so was long, born. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right, that sounds good. Okay. So, the history of Ouija boards. So, Ouija boards, also known as spirit boards or talking boards, are flat boards marked with the letters of the alphabet with the number zero to nine also marked on the board and the words yes or no. Occasionally the yes or no is hello and goodbye, along with various symbols and graphics on the board. It uses a planchette or a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic as the mover indicator 
to spell out messages during the seance or session. Participants use and place their fingers on the planchette and move the board as they ask questions. Uh, let's see, Ouija boards uh, came about uh, and were commercialized by businessman uh, Elijah Bond on July the 1st, 1890. The Ouija board was regarded as an innocent parlor game unrelated to the occult until American spiritualist Pearl Curran popularized it as a, a divination tool during World War I. Uh, paranormal and supernatural uh, believers associate the Ouija board uh, with demonic possession and hauntings. So we have some stories. Yes. First, can we talk about the weirdness that happened to both of us oh, yesterday? Yes. Mm-hmm. You go first because yours happened first. Okay. So occasionally we have weirdness before we get ready to record an episode. Um, Especially an episode that's dark. Yes. But never have we experienced the amount of weirdness that we did prior to recording this Ouija board uh, episode. Except for the hair. That's true. Nona was a little weird. Nona was weird. Nona was odd. (laughs) Hi, Nona. (laughs) Shout out to Nona. Nona. I know. Uninvited dinner guest, in case you guys don't know what we're talking about. That's the episode. (laughs) So, um, a couple of days ago, and oh, this just hit me. I wonder if what happened with the baby birds was connected with this maybe because you did dream about it mm-hmm. um so earlier last week um i woke up in my usual you know manner and uh i was taking our two dogs outside to go to the bathroom and as soon as i walked outside we have this small little finch uh bird feeder that hangs in our front tree in our front yard and in order to be able to get to it for any animal to get to it they would have had to climb that tree pull it off of the tree branch that it was on and it was a long tree branch and then you know push it off the tree and carry it down the yard well when i got out to the front yard the finch uh bird feeder or birdhouse was completely off the branch and in the middle towards the far end of the front yard so if it had been a predator I don't know how, you know, the more I thought about it, I don't know how it would have pulled it off that branch. Right. It was like a person right. pulled it off the branch. It was that long. And there were baby finches in there. So we were able to get them back up onto the tree. The mama came back. But it, Missy knows this. I sent her a message that day kind of in a panic because I could see that there was a dead baby bird at the front of the house, but I could still hear the ones that were alive inside. So I was terrified that mama wasn't going to come back, but she eventually did. Thank God. So that was the first bit of weirdness for me. But then yesterday, uh, Kyle, Kyle usually comes home pretty much at the same time every day. And I'm sitting in our living room yesterday and I hear his car alarm beep like he was locking his car getting ready to walk in. And a couple of seconds after that, I hear a key go into the lock and it's unlocking the door. I'm hearing the door open. We have an alarm system in our house. So each time you open a door, there's a sound that happens, you know, like a motion detector, basically. I heard that the dogs were jumping up, running towards the door like he was home. So I said, you know, I was talking to the dogs. I was like, oh, is dad home? And when I rounded the corner, he was not. There was no car in the driveway of his. The door wasn't open. There was no key in the lock. No. He wasn't there. That would have freaked me out. I was I was 
freaked. <laughs> yeah. And it takes a lot to bother me. Um, so then last night, uh, I was, this was after that little incident. Um, we had eaten dinner and we were downstairs watching TV and I started dozing off and I fell asleep. And the first time I dozed off, I dreamt that I was laying flat in our backyard and this huge dog that I'd never seen before was running up to me, growling and barking and started to get ready to pee on my head. It sounds so weird. It is weird. But I was scared in the dream because I couldn't move. I couldn't like shush the, you know, shoo the dog away. So I woke up from that. And then I ended up dozing off again after that. And all I saw was this black figure standing in front of me. And it suddenly reached out and grabbed me by the neck and Mm. started strangling me. And I woke up swinging. I woke up gasping for breath. Kyle was like, oh my God, are you okay? After that, I was done. I was like, that's it. I got to sage the house. (laughs) I didn't explain it to Kyle. Kyle was like, what's wrong? I was like, I just got, I got to sage. When you looked at that video... On TikTok. Oh, yes. And then, so Before after... Before you decided to sage. Yeah. So I, I'm, you know, trying to get myself awake and I'm like, let me just watch, you know, some TikTok reels or something. So I pull up TikTok. Horrible mistake. I pull up TikTok and there's a video of, and I'm not doing this for any political reason. I'm just telling you what the video was. It was someone... Uh, saying where are all my unvaccinated brothers and sisters at and someone stitched the video and said you should probably grab an Ouija board <laughs> and after I heard that I shut my phone off I was like nope that's it I'm done I gotta I gotta sage and the TV upstairs in your house turned on by itself too and the TV in the house yeah while we were downstairs before I had these freaky like dozing experiences the TV upstairs turned on by itself so that's why we put the disclaimer in the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Because there's been enough happen with both. And you had the weirdness here this morning. Yeah, I was, um, my husband didn't go, Mike didn't go to work today. Um, and it, my two kids, obviously Logan can't walk. He's in his little, you know, exerciser, exerciser thing. And Jackson is on the couch messing with his tablet. So I'm in the kitchen and I'm starting to make another pot of coffee. And all of a sudden I hear one of our bar stools being drug across the floor mm-hmm. and I turned around because it startled me and what startled me even more is that there's nobody in our kitchen but me so I peek around into the den and I look at Mike I was like did you hear that and he was like what and I said it sounded like one of the stools being drug across the floor he was like I didn't hear anything I mean it was almost as if I could feel the vibration on the floor every like wow. like sometimes if Jackson moves the stool to try to get up you know oh, right, right, right. stools Mm-hmm. Or we pull that one out from under the counter. I mean, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Because it was so real. Like, I know I heard that noise and there's nothing else that could have made that noise. Mm-hmm. They were all sitting. Mm-hmm. What was that? That's Mike. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you hear the whistling, that's Mike. Okay. So, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So, that's why we put the disclaimer on the yeah. episode. Because we both had some weirdness. Doing some research. Yeah. Well, here's a story from um, Bridget. She's in this ghost story group. I'm in. Excuse me as I'm yawning. I haven't had no coffee. (laughs) Bridget said we could share her story. Cool. Thanks, Bridget. She said, I was at one of my old friend's house and we decided to play with the Ouija board. A week later, strange things started happening in my apartment. My daughter, who was one at the time, was terrified of a man named Buddy that lived in her closet. Oh, my God. Makes me think of Jackson. (gasps) 
When he was saying, buddy. Yeah. Oh, my. But even now that he's gosh. afraid of his room. <sighs> she and I would hear things, and I thought I saw my husband walk into our bedroom one time, but he was downstairs playing his video game with our daughter in his lap. Mm-hmm. The lights would flicker, doors would slam, and then it started getting worse. She, she said, my husband never believed me until one night we were getting ready for bed, and we heard three loud bangs on our bedroom door. Christina. Oh, my. I just got goosebumps. The knock on my wall. God. That night. Yeah. The three knocks. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh. And that my was gosh. a while ago. Jeez. Ugh. That was before the boom. The boom of the bassinet. Jeez. Sorry. Back to your story, Bridget. I'm so sorry. Um, so they heard three loud bangs on our bedroom door. He got up to inspect it, but there was nothing there. After that night, things would progress, and we decided it was time to move. We moved into another place. Things seemed to calm down for like a month, and then my husband woke me up in a panic. He said he felt something sitting on him, and when he woke up, this demon with a red and black face was staring at him with the darkest of eyes. Oh my god. Then my daughter saw a face staring at her in the kitchen. Oh no. My husband and daughter uh, both saw a little girl walking down the hallway, and I always felt this awful presence at night, especially when my husband started working night shift. We moved again, and I have since bought crystals and sage. I bless my house often, um, which this place is haunted, but this time it's just my aunt and my uncle who both died here in this house many years ago. Oh, my God. That is, I wonder how it all turned out. Well, she said everything seemed to be fine. Um, mm. And she just posted this a few days ago. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right, here's one. Um, so, this says, One night, me and my coworkers decided to play with an Ouija board um, out of the side entrance of our work. <clears throat> we talked to a girl named Quinn who said that she was a demon. She seemed pretty cool until towards the end of talking to her, she decided that we needed to head home because it was like 2 a.m. But Quinn wouldn't let us say goodbye until we promised her if we would use the Ouija board again that we would call on her specifically. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. About two weeks later, the place where we were working at caught fire and burned to the ground. So weeks, excuse me, so a few days after that, we go to the or we go to where we work, and we decided again to use the Ouija board. Um, excuse me, I think we I said where I work. They said so. A few days later, after that, we decided to go to the lake and use the Ouija board again. And we asked for Quinn. We asked if she started the fire, and she said yes. Mm. Then it seemed like Quinn got scared over the power that she had because the board starting act started to act up. It started spelling Z-O, Z-O, Z-O. no. And started counting backwards. (gasps) Uh Uh-huh. I'm done. We quickly said goodbye and moved the planchette back to the box, and we stopped. About two weeks later, I was driving to my friend's house. I should mention that this friend was the girl that I was seeing at the time that we used the Ouija board. I guess Quinn knew that she and I were not going to be together for much longer, because Quinn seemed mad and projected a jealousy to me that I started to exhibit and project onto her. Soon later, I found out that she had been cheating on me. Mm. So on the way to her house, 
I accidentally hydroplaned and flipped my truck. I almost died. He was on the way to break up with her. I have to add that the Ouija board was in my truck at the time. Why, though? I know. Put that thing away. Some people driving down the road stopped to help get the door open and help me climb out. When the cops arrived, they made sure that I was okay. Coincidentally enough, when I got my ticket from the police, I had been driving on Route 666 in Virginia. Is there a Route 666 in I didn't know there was until I read the story there is. They call it the Devil's Lane. (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, um, the name that it was spelling, um, Zozo. Put your protection up right now. I know. (laughs) We shouldn't even be saying the name. We'll call it Z for all intents and purposes. (laughs) I'm so scared. (laughs) I'm so afraid. Uh, I got a book in preparation for this uh, episode. Um, called the Z phenomenon Um, and it talks about different people that have experiences with this particular entity Z um, throughout the course of Ouija boards being in existence and it is rampant and widespread and it is never a good outcome ever (laughs) so it's so crazy that other people you know just cruising the internet for these stories have had countless Z phenomenons I don't like it. It's crazy. I read stories about how people, and I know this has been talked about, but like people would um, go to get rid of their Ouija board and like they nothing would work. Like they would try to set it on fire and it wouldn't burn. Someone yeah. had to throw theirs in a lake. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and then wow. there was one girl that said um, when she was younger, she would mess with it. She even at one point stopped saying goodbye on it mm-hmm. and started leaving it on her bed when she slept and wouldn't even what? close out the session. And then I think a bunch of weird stuff started happening. She didn't give me permission to share a story, so I can't, you know, yeah. dive into her story. But, yeah, I'm like, no, no, thank you. Girl. Mm-mm. Well, if you want to think about it, like the Ouija board is literally a portal. Yeah. It's a portal. So it makes sense that if you've opened that portal and it's legitimate, that you can't burn it. We can't do the Ouija board in your red room. No. <laughs> I wouldn't do it in there either. Oh. We'd have to do it in the living room or maybe the Florida room. Go outside. <laughs> <laughs> we can if you want to. Well, it's open and safe. We I'm can. I'm so scared. We can because... The Florida room is like your little sunroom. Yeah. No, that creeps me out. Okay. <laughs> I have to have, like, my back against the wall and not too many openings. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe your living room. Yeah, we could do it. I'm so scared. Yeah. I'm so afraid already. I'm all excited. I mean... I love it. Because the thing is, we both know that neither one of us is going to move it for show. Oh, yeah. So exactly. that's one thing. Yeah. So, but if it starts moving... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to need an adult. I know. Because I'm not enough of one to deal with this. <laughs> Um, here is another story. This is from the book, The Z Phenomenon. Is this one you said it's really scary? Yes. Yes. I'm going to hug this pillow. So everybody buckle up. I'm going to barf. All right. So this is called The Iron Tongue. (laughs) (laughs) So this was based on actual true accounts. And this is from uh, Darren Evans. He's one of the authors of the book. This actually happened to him and his family. So this is The Iron Tongue. Jay and I had discussed forming a music group. Now, by this point, guys, this person, he had become, Darren had become super uh, used to using an Ouija board. 
And by this time, he had already met Z. Z had presented presented itself to them years and years ago uh, during uh, using the spirit board. So it says, Jay and I had discussed forming a music group, and at this particular time, that was the question that we wanted to ask the talking board. Without hesitation, the triangle planchette spelled Iron Tongue. That was what our band's name was to be, Iron Tongue. Mm. This made us both smile in the moment. Hmm, Iron Tongue, that sounds pretty hardcore. We both like the name for a hard metal band, so we decided, okay, that's going to be our name. Then something began to make a weird noise just outside the living room window. A strange humming sound. What is that? The wind? (laughs) Vera asked if she she could try working on the board with me. So I agreed. We swapped seats with Jay, and we all placed our fingers on the planchette. Vera said out loud that she didn't like the name Iron Tongue, and the board needed to do better than that. (laughs) The entity did not respond well to her mocking attitude. What is your name, she said. Z-O. No. Z-O. Spelled over and over again, getting faster, doing an arch, almost like a rainbow over the board. No. Things got ugly real fast. It began spelling out, your daughter will have an iron tongue. Oh my God, please. I can't. The board spelled out with speed. The speed was alarming to us, how fast it spelled out. Again, your daughter will have an iron tongue. I had had enough. I ended the session. Jay went home along with my other friend Vera, and I ripped up the homemade board and threw it in the trash outside. Good. Hours later, I woke from a nap and went to the bathroom, and my heart almost stopped at what I saw. My two-year-old daughter was drowning in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Her nose was the only thing sticking out of the water. Who had run the bath? Who had put my daughter in the bathtub? It was in the middle of the night. No one had heard the water running. Or her getting out of her crib. We have got to cleanse as soon as we're done. Mm-hmm. In an instant, I grabbed her out of the tub. She started coughing up water, but she was fine. My heart was pounding. How did this happen? My wife, Kristen, had somehow left her bedroom. Or, excuse me. My daughter, Kristen, had somehow left her bedroom and crawled into the tub and turned on the water all by herself. If I had not reached her when I did, I believe she would have died. Although all of us were unsettled, we were able to get her back to bed and us back to bed. Later, the next day, I got a call from Vera at work saying that Kristen had developed a high fever. She had taken her to the Midwest Regional uh, Children's Hospital uh, for treatment because she was so worried. I met her at the hospital and Kristen, my daughter, was quickly admitted. The next two days were some of the most terrifying of my life. Kristen's high fever alarmed the doctors. They could find no reason for it. I called a pastor from a local church to come pray over my daughter. Kyle Peterson, the minister, showed up a few hours later and walked into our room where nurses were working on my daughter. I told Kyle about her condition, which was worsening by the day, and he began to pray, Heavenly Father, we pray that this girl be freed from any unclean spirit in the name of Jesus. Pastor Peterson was a big man of African descent. I had seen him preach at his church, and I had never witnessed anyone with such a fire for the Lord. The doctor came in during the prayers to check on uh, her vital signs. In front of Kyle, he reached around her neck and found something odd. There was a large tick on the nape of her neck. She hadn't been outside. None of us had. The doctor found it a moment after Peterson had said his prayer. 
everyone was amazed at the timing of the uh, of the odious find. Doctors scrambled to diagnose my daughter's condition, but again, after a round of tests, they tested for Lyme disease and Rocky Mountain spotted fever. All of them were negative. Mm. The medical team placed her in intensive care because she was fading. We didn't know what else to do for her. My poor daughter, as days went by, I cried and cried. Finally, we got the news. My daughter had MRSA, a dangerous bacterial infection that is resistant to most antibiotics. She had not responded to two powerful antibiotics that she had already been administered. During this ordeal, I could not help but think, what if Z was responsible in some way? During this time, Kirsten's face became became incredibly swollen, and to my horror, her tongue swelled to the point where it protruded out of her mouth. I heard the words in my head, your daughter will have an iron tongue. Mm. I had taken off from work to be with her, and we did nothing but pray. Pray to God to free her. And finally, on the last day, on the last attempt to give her the last round of antibiotics before they put her on palliative care, she responded and came out of it. Oh, God. How crazy. Iron tongue. That's crazy to me. We gotta start leaving kids out of this equation. <laughs> I know. Oh. Mm-hmm. I know. So I asked the guys about the Ouija boards. Do you have any, any more stories? I I'm don't. sorry. <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> All right. So I asked the guys about Ouija board. Um... And they have lots to say about it. Um, first off, they said that there's lots of misinformation regarding Ouija boards uh, because of how much fear surrounds Ouija boards in our society. They said a Ouija board is a divination tool, just like oracle cards, tarot cards, pendulums, just like the Estes method that we use during spirit box sessions. It is all the same. Each of these are divination methods that are harmless, but can also be dangerous if used improperly. Mm. Um, many people have scary experiences with Ouija boards, partly due to their well-established fear that they already have centered around the board. They said, think about it. Most of the time, it's kids playing with boards that want to be scared. Yeah. So they said, you know, just like that old saying, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And I kind of hate that saying, but they said it. They it's were true. like, it's true. You ask stupid questions, you're going to get stupid answers play stupid games you're gonna win stupid prizes well, you want to be scared it's been like possessed then i don't think he actually has i think it's all a front that's what i'm saying why hasn't he been possessed if he's you know oh yeah well in a lot of his episodes at least the ones that i had watched in the earlier seasons he all almost always at least every other episode feels like he has come in contact and been in the presence of a demon that has influenced him in some way to act out oh yeah anyway exactly moving forward (laughs) um so what they said was you need to let your vibration be the the barometer basically of whether or not you play with an ouija board they said for some reason whether it be all the attention that they have gotten the boards tend to be a little bit more dangerous in terms of what can happen with them rather than these other different divination tools. So they said, you gotta be super clear about your intentions going into this. They said people that go in and they wanna conjure a spirit or they wanna talk to a dead celebrity that's been dead for forever. They said, no celebrity is going to respond on an Ouija board. (laughs) They said the fact that like Princess Diana 
um, Mother Teresa, John Benet Ramsey, uh, Shanann Watts and her daughters that were murdered. All of these spirits are the ones, like I see it on TikTok all the time. They're doing spirit box sessions, trying to talk to Shanann, mm-hmm. trying to talk to John Benet Ramsey. It ain't them, they said. Because these spirits had so much attention to them, you know, in their uh, physical life. They said that every time a medium or a psychic or anyone that deals with spirits tries to contact them, that pulls their energy back to the plane. And at a point, they'll say, F it. I'm not responding anymore. They can't get anything done on the other side. Okay. Their energy is constantly being pulled back to this plane. And they'll finally say, enough. I'm not doing this anymore. They said channeling those spirit entities are different because you've beforehand set your intentions and that entity will decide whether or not they're going to respond. Okay. But for parlor games, they're not basically is what they said. Um, So if you guys have done an Ouija board session and felt like you talked to, you know, Robin Williams or somebody crazy, you weren't talking to them. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck. Um, They said the key prior to getting on the Ouija board bus is having a plan in place having a good established relationship with your guides and your protectors and calling them in prior to and also having a healthy respect for the board i just saw something move to the left there um they said have a healthy respect for the boards um you know kids that go in this one you know wanting to just be afraid that's what they're going to get they're going to be afraid and anybody going in with that intention so if you have good intentions for the information that you're trying to receive that's what you'll receive Who's moving to the left over there? I all I saw was like motion. <laughs> um, the last thing they said is, don't ask stupid questions. And when I say stupid questions, don't ask the board how you're gonna die. Don't ask it. it it's riddled in the book that I just quoted from. People I don't know. People constantly asking, how is this person gonna die? How are they gonna die? Wow. And then those people died, and how the board foretold it is what happened yeah there's one story i read where this girl said um some the thing told her that her friend or daughter someone was gonna die when they were 16 yeah she died when she was 19 yeah in an automobile accident or something yeah no they said i don't want to know they said some uh information and knowledge is just like poison it'll poison your life and that is a, a poisonous question to ask. You're so. going to spend your life worrying or trying to avoid the right. thing and just... Right. Right. Just... I mean, I'm going to live forever, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> my boys are going to outlive me. You know, That's so... Right. Mm-hmm. I don't... There's nothing to know. That's right. I know. So, I'm yeah. I'm going to live forever. They said um, the other thing to look out for in terms of warning signs uh, for the Ouija board. Um, Obviously, you don't want to specifically ask for a demon or a lower vibrational entity to come forward. But they said if the spirit that you're speaking to is persistently asking you if they can enter your space or enter your mind. No. The answer should always be no. No. So. No. Those were their pearls of wisdom. Hell no. I know. I know. So guys, this was the Ouija board episode. 
Be responsible if you're going to play with an Ouija board, obviously. Only you can prevent forest fires. That's right. That's right. <laughs> be careful. Obviously, be careful and do it responsibly. 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 <laughs> with that being said, mm-hmm. you know where to find us. Twitter. Facebook. Instagram. YouTube. TikTok. Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us go. Also, mm-hmm. shouting out our first sponsor, yeah, Mandy. Oh, that's right. She spons- totally sponsored our episode. Yes. You know, you can do that through Anchor. Mandy, thank you so much for sponsoring us and supporting us. Yes. We appreciate you. We love you. I know. That was and a nice little surprise. It totally was. And if anybody else wants to support the podcast, absolutely can. We love that. Yes. It doesn't have to be a specific amount. Mm-mm. We like pennies. Yeah. We've been loving them for the past seven months, <laughs> eight right. months. All the pennies. <laughs> right for pennies. We are going to give gratitude to those pennies and put that out there. That's right. Yes. All right, we'll everybody. catch you next time. Bye. Say some prayers. <laughs>